Welcome back to another episode of the Box Seat Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nathan Matheson. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson. On today's episode, I'll be breaking down Washington's upcoming opponent today, Oregon State. Before getting too much into this episode, here's a short word from our sponsor, Elm Coffee Roasters. Open in Pioneer Square and SLU for takeout and indoor seating. Order coffee and more at elmcoffeeroasters.com. Now without further ado, let's jump right into this. In last year's matchup, Washington came away in a very close game, winning 27-21. The thing people probably remember most from that game is Oregon State's running back running at will basically, getting whatever he wants against UW's defense, putting up 133 yards and one touchdown. And of course, everyone, especially Oregon State fans, remember the refs and their sometimes questionable spots in very key situations. This year, however, Oregon State is a very different team, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Last year, Oregon State's quarterback was Tristan Jebbia, and he struggled often, finishing the year with 824 yards along with three touchdowns and three interceptions in four games. The Beavers' starting running back last year was Jamar Jefferson, who he had a great year. He ran for 858 yards and seven touchdowns in six games. Now, this year, the quarterback is Chance Nolan, who through four games is very similar in yardage to Jebbia, but the difference is in his 9-2 touchdown-to-interception ratio and his 72% completion percentage. He's a very accurate quarterback, and he doesn't make many mistakes, as he's shown through four games. However, this Oregon State team is still a running team at heart like they were last year. They want to run the ball. Nolan has thrown the ball only 83 times on the year. In three of the four games, he threw less than 20 passes. At running back, they're no longer led by Jefferson, but B.J. Baylor, who was Jefferson's backup last year, has had a great year so far. He's ran for 422 yards and seven touchdowns. The majority of his yards came from two games. As in his first game against Purdue, he received only nine carries in the loss as they were still kind of working out the rotation, I feel. And then in their big win against Idaho, he received only 11 carries due to their blood. I believe they won that game 42-0. In the other two games, he received a good amount of carries. He received 18 carries and had 171 yards on the ground with three touchdowns against Hawaii. And last week against USC, he had 23 carries for 158 yards. One thing to note though with Baylor is that he's put the ball on the ground twice so far on the year. Only one of them turned into a turnover, but Washington's second and third men to the tackle will definitely be looking to cause that second fumble of the year for him today. Another piece to note is that last year in four games, Jebbia was sacked eight times. This year in four games, Nolan has only been sacked twice Oregon State clearly has an improved offensive line, and it's going to be quite a competition up front in the trenches with Washington's defense as a whole having seven sacks on the year. So nothing spectacular, but they're definitely going to be looking to get some more pressure against Oregon State's quarterback and try to force him into making a costly turnover that Washington's offense can then use to either build on the momentum if they've got momentum in the game or a momentum changer and have Washington's offense capitalize on that turnover. Oregon State's offense has been very good to start the year. It's always tough to tell 
how good a team's offense and how good a team overall is towards the start of the year with all of the lower division teams that the Power 5 conference teams have been playing nowadays to start off their season. But I feel that Oregon State actually does have a good offense. They're currently averaging 38.3 points per game. Now, will that continue throughout the whole season? I highly doubt that. I mean, they put up over 40 points in three of their four games. The only one that they didn't put up over 40 points was week one against Purdue, where they didn't actually have Chance Nolan starting that game. He was the backup for that game. Now, USC has not looked like the USC of old this season, but the game that Oregon State put on last week against them was very impressive nonetheless, putting up 45 points and beating USC for basically the first time in decades, I believe it was, in the Coliseum. If Washington wants to win, then they're going to have to slow down the Oregon State offense. Because as I've mentioned before, Washington's offense is not going to win too many shootouts this season. I do feel that the Husky offense can be successful and can put up a few touchdowns each week, but when you start to allow over 30 points in a game, it's very tough for you to win that game as your offense has to almost play perfectly as the defense is struggling so much. Slowing down Oregon State's offense to me means slowing down their running back B.J. Baylor, which unfortunately for Washington has not been their strong suit on the year. Now, I will say they have definitely improved as their run defense when facing Cal and Cal's running back Damian Moore was solid. Damian Moore, Cal's lead back who had been running all over the place, I believe going into the game against Washington, he was averaging I think 5.1 carries per game off the top of my head. I'm coming up with that number, but I'm pretty sure that's about what it was. And Washington held him to only 67 yards. However, overall, Washington's run defense has not been consistently good this season, and it wasn't consistently good last year either, so it's kind of a reoccurring issue Washington's had. And it's it stems from just allowing too many big plays to take place. When the running backs have broken through the line of scrimmage, it's been too many cases of safeties taking the wrong angles or just whiffing on a tackle and allowing a 7-8 yard run to turn into a 20 plus yard run. Now, if Washington is able to slow down Oregon State's running back, the next step is going to be slowing down Oregon State's quarterback on the ground, something they failed to do against Cal. Cal's quarterback, Chase Garbers, ran for 71 yards and a touchdown last week against Washington, consistently finding big gaps to scramble through, especially late in the game when he became a more willing runner trying to will that team to victory. Nolan for Oregon State appears to be someone who is capable of running the ball, but it's not his first instinct, which I think that's very similar to Garber's, as Garber's first instinct is to pass the ball. You saw that in the first half against Washington when there were holes he could have ran through, but he tried to force passes and they ended up being incomplete or his receiver simply dropped him. In the second half, he'd lost maybe a bit of faith in his receivers and he decided to take things in his own hands. And when those holes opened up, he took advantage of them. So for Nolan, if that's the case where perhaps Oregon State is struggling a bit on offense through the first half, maybe in the second half he finds those holes and he starts gashing UW's defense. Through four games, excluding sacks, Nolan has run the ball 16 times. His best day running, though, was his most recent game against USC, and probably the best defense he's faced against USC, where he ran the ball five times for 57 yards. So like I said, he's not a quarterback who's going to run the ball 10-15 times a game. He's a quarterback who's going to 
pick his spot. He's going to run in the worst possible situations prior for Washington. There's going to be a third and eight. Washington's DBs play perfect coverage, clamp them up, only for the D-line to leave a gap and Nolan to run through it and get the first down in a key situation. That's what's going to happen more than likely this week today against Oregon State for Washington. Before getting into the score prediction and my final points, here's a word from our sponsor. Open since 2015, Elm Coffee Roasters is devoted to a high-quality coffee that's easy to brew at home and a joy to drink. At our roastery and cafe in Pioneer Square, Seattle, Elm obsessively roasts small batches of coffee that they source with a focus on sustainable practices that lift up the whole supply chain and protect the future of the coffee plant. Elm's goal is to make a truly exceptional cup of coffee and an experience you look forward to every day. Cafes in Pioneer Square and SLU open for takeout and dine-in service. Please use code PODCAST at elmcoffeeroasters.com for 15% off your next coffee order. Now back to looking at Oregon State, I feel that this is definitely a must-win for Washington. As pretty much every game after you start 0-2 becomes a must-win to simply salvage what was becoming an embarrassing season. And this game is definitely a winnable game. No matter how great Oregon State has been so far, no matter how much momentum they're bringing with them after taking down USC in the Coliseum for the first time in decades, since I think it might have been 1960-something, Washington still has a good shot at beating them for a couple of reasons. One of those reasons is they've got momentum themselves after beating Cal in overtime. And the second one is they've found some confidence in their offense. Washington's offense is still not fixed by any means. That became clear when they only managed to score three points in the second half against Cal. But their offense is miles ahead of where it started the season against Montana and Michigan. Washington needs to keep building off of the positives from the past two games and keep improving that offense. Go back to the plays that work, like the Wildcat plays. The bootlegs have seemed to work. Deep crossing routes have seen success. Stop running plays that don't work like their favorite play to run, the runs up the middle. Washington's run game is one of the worst in the country. Overall, Washington's offense ranks 113th out of 130, and 116th in their run game with only 3.18 yards per carry. Washington is the only team without a run of 20-plus all year long. The run game has been horrible, yet they keep doing the same thing over and over again, inside zone runs and power runs. 57.9% of Washington run plays are inside zone runs, and they average 3.9 yards per carry on them. While the next highest is power runs at 16.8%, and they average 3.2 yards per carry on those. Almost all the runs are going to the interior, and it clearly hasn't worked. If Washington continues with this against Oregon State, then they're going to lose. It's as simple as that. If Washington continues to transition away from strictly running inside, then they're going to win. I do feel the offense has kind of done this in the past game or two where they've transitioned and become more diverse. So if they keep transitioning and keep becoming a more well-rounded team, then they're going to win this game. And that's why I'm picking Washington as I feel that Washington's offense will continue to do this. And I also feel that Washington's defense is for real and will definitely find a way to slow down Oregon State's offense. My final score prediction is Washington wins 24-21, to so another close game. Now that's about it for today. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. Now again, I'm Nathan Matheson. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson. And this has been The Box Seat, which you can also follow on Twitter at Box Seat Podcast. Thank you very much. I probably won't be back next week as Washington has a bye week, but you never know. Thank you for listening and have a good rest of your day.